this Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. Psalm 100. His steadfast love endures forever, a psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Guys, like I said from the top, that is Psalm 100, and so this is my happy Thanksgiving episode, so here we go. So if you're listening to this on time, this is released the morning of Thanksgiving of 2018, and so that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast, because I want to make sure you guys can get to spend some time with the family, and I got some suggestions here at the end that may lead you to uh, some other other things that you're going to spend some time with. So here's the thing that this podcast is not going to be, and I'll just say this from the top. There, this is not going to be a podcast about the history of Thanksgiving and all the things that kind of go around that. Uh, I've heard a lot of podcasts with that, and I think they're wicked interesting. I really, really enjoy them, but I just don't feel the need to reinvent the wheel, nor do I feel qualified to do so. So I'm not going to be telling you about the pilgrims or you know how they got over here and all the different things that went on. There's some great books and great podcasts out there like that. I just want to talk about thankfulness in general, because this is something that I do, you know, if pressed, I would say that men really struggle in this area. So not to say that women don't, but in my opinion, I feel like men struggle with thankfulness more than women do. And so I'm going to get into that a little bit, and we're going to go into a couple of different subject matters. But the first thing is having a posture of thankfulness. And so what in the world do I mean by posture of thankfulness? So there are people in your life that you know that are just thankful people. They're, they're constantly thanking you. They're, they're thanking people around them. And to you, it might seem like some really minute things, some things that aren't really that important. But for the most part, they're just really, really thankful people. I'm sure that if pressed, you would be able to think of someone's name right off the top of your head, maybe a few people's names. But maybe that doesn't describe you. So I can say for me, that doesn't necessarily describe me. Um, not to say that I'm not a thankful person, but it's just one of those things that I, I'm thankful when it's polite. You know, I say please and thank you, right? You know, I was taught by my mama to do those things, and so that's what I'm going to do, right? But I don't feel like I always have a posture of thankfulness. And this is where I think it comes in for a lot of guys, especially Americans. So we're taught that we should be thankful, but also that we should never be satisfied, right? So uh, if that doesn't really land with you, let me just kind of put it into a context. Let's think of an athletic context when you're younger, right? So you have a good game, but it's always, all right, now make sure you have a good game next game too, right? You know, you, you went three for four, uh, you had an outfield assist and a stolen base, but you know what? It, it was that fourth at bat, you know, you start thinking, gosh, you know, I did really, really good in all aspects of the game, but man, I just, I wasn't expecting that pitch. I didn't respond to it well. I rolled over on it and it was an easy ground ball. You know, you, you kind of put yourself in that context where you're like, you know, I, I should be thankful that I had such a good game, but I want to, I don't want to be satisfied. So there's a part of that, that it's pushing us in a certain direction, right? We want to attain more. We want to attain greater. And, and maybe the athletic, <laughs> excuse me, maybe the athletic example doesn't really land with you. So, so think about a work example. So you get that promotion, that thing that you, you were really wanting from the beginning, but uh, you finally get there. And instead of resting on your laurels and, or not really resting on your laurels, but instead of just sitting there in a posture of thankfulness for a minute, it's always, all right, well, what about the next promotion? 
or gosh, what do I have to do to stay in this one? Right. You don't want to get demoted after you get promoted. It's one of those, one of those kind of deals. And so, um, it kind of fights us against having a posture of thankfulness. And it's not to say that, that we can't be thankful or that we're not thankful, but we just don't have that as like our modus operandi. That's not like our default setting is to be thankful. And so that's one thing I want you guys to be thinking about is if you're not wired for thankfulness, you know, normally that's okay. Because again, it's wiring. It's not something you can help. It's just like your, you know, your, your race or your gender. It's not something that you can just decide on no matter what uh, modern society tells us. But that's something that's really important for us to think about is if this is not something that comes natural to us, how can we cultivate it? How can we culture more of a posture of thankfulness? So go back to the hundredth Psalm. So, um, this is a Psalm that's called old hundredth. That's what it's referred to. in a lot of other places, the Psalm has been used in, um, different contexts, like in hymnals and things like that. You may have heard of, uh, old hundredth, uh, saying in kind of the doxology, but, um, it's really important because of all the things it's telling us to do, but it's also giving us a position as to where we are in reference to God and the things that we should be doing. And so I was listening to the briefing that's Albert Moeller's uh, podcast where he basically does, I guess the tagline is like Christian news and event or news and events from a Christian worldview, I think is, is what it is. But he pointed this out on his podcast, uh, the Wednesday podcast before Thanksgiving. And he was kind of begging the question that if you're a secularist or if you're an atheist or an agnostic or something like that, it's what exactly are you being thankful to? You know, if you're in one of those families that does the cringeworthy thing of, you know, going around the table before you break bread and saying what you're thankful for out loud and you have the pressure of having to come up with something that sounded more grandiose than your brother's or something like that. If you don't believe in anything, if you believe that, you know, we're highly evolved monkeys that wear pants, that there is no afterlife, any of those things, you have to have a, you have to have a direction of your thankfulness because Thanksgiving requires personhood. This is the point that Albert Muller was making. Thanksgiving requires personhood that, that we can't just be thankful in general. We have to be thankful towards someone, towards someone directionally. Right. And so you might say, you know, even if you're an atheist or an agnostic or something like that, um, that you're really, really thankful for your spouse, but that's just another monkey. Right. But why would you be thankful towards another monkey? Like, what is the posture of your heart to be thankful towards that, right? They're just helping you propagate the species. But if we are a theistic society, or if we're a theistic person, you know, or if we have a belief in God, like if we believe in the the Judeo-Christian God, let's say it that way, then your thankfulness has to be towards him. Because if you're thankful for a person, you, you have to remember that that person was created in the image of something. That person has the Imago Dei right? If you're thankful for an invention or something that you own, somebody built that thing and those people were created and the elements that were used, the materials that were used, they were created, right? And they may have not been created for that purpose, but that's how they were used. And so, so we have to be thankful towards God for a lot of these things. So I really want you guys to read through the hundredth Psalm because, um, and even to be more specific with you, if you should even start in Psalm 98. So read Psalm 98, read in Psalm 99, read Psalm 100. Uh, and that was a great thing that was pointed out by the pastor at my church that did a sermon uh, over the weekend. He was talking about Psalm 100, but he's like, it doesn't just start there. 
you, you should really go back a couple of more psalms because it's kind of a crescendo that builds to the psalm of thanksgiving, of giving thanks. And I thought it was a really, really well done. Uh, the audio isn't ready uh, for that or the video or otherwise I would share it with you guys, but perhaps I'll uh, remember to do that on a future podcast. But uh, in, in line with all of this, uh, I know this is a time of year where you got a lot of pressure on you for a lot of you guys, right? You have two big family holidays coming up and I can't assume that all you guys out there have super functional families and family situations and I completely understand that. And so um, in light of all that, I want to kind of help encourage you to have more of a posture of thanksgiving, especially since I know it may not come naturally to you because if you're anything like me. So I have two bits of homework for you, okay? And if you're listening to this on the drive, this is something that you can even do out loud with your spouse right there or if everybody in the car is asleep, you know, just think through it yourself. The first thing is make a list of the macro things that you're thankful for, okay? And notice how I said macro macro things, okay? You don't need to make an exhaustive Excel spreadsheet of, I am thankful for sandwiches. I am thankful for my water bottle. I'm thankful for my dog. I'm thankful for good whiskey. Like, you don't have to just go into all the minute things that aren't really affecting your life in any broad ways. But I want you to think about all those things through the lens of what God has provided for you. Okay, that's the one caveat that no matter what you think about and what you put down, remember, there's probably a person behind that and that person was created. And even if it's just something in general, like I'll, I'll kind of get into my list here in a second, that was given to you. And for us, we know that was given to us from a, you know, omnipresent and omniscient God. And so I want to list a couple of things for you that I'm really thankful for. And I, I tried to just, uh, again, not be exhaustive. I just want to be macro in a lot of different ways, but I just want to kind of break down as I was thinking through this podcast, why I listed these individual things. And the very first thing is my wife. And so obviously you're like, oh yeah, your wife, is she going to listen to this later? Like, just follow me guys. The thing about my wife is with every passing year, she and I will have been married 10 years this coming May. With every passing year, I become more and more aware of how much of a blessing it is that she is my wife. Not just that I have one, mind you, but that she is my wife, that Kelsey was given to me to be my wife. Like to a certain degree, she chose me, which I still have no idea why. And this is especially pertinent for me right now because there's a lot of guys that are in my circle right now that are having marital issues. I guess is the easiest way to say it, but some of them are having insane marital issues, like absolutely insane marital issues. I've got a guy right now who I obviously am not going to use his name, but, uh, I mentioned him, I think a couple of podcasts ago, a guy that I trained with the things that his wife is doing to him, uh, and their children. And, uh, it's just, it's horrifying the things that she's saying to him and the things he's having to endure. And he's dealing with some of his own head trash all at the same time. And the thing is, is I've sat with this guy for, for several hours talking to him about his situation. And every time he mentions something that his wife did, I'm, you know, reminded of the thought that I don't even think my wife has the capability of doing something like that. Now, uh, this guy, his wife, uh, I think there, there's some mental health issues going on here. Uh, that that would actually be a clinical mental health type issues, which have not been addressed, which is, you know, a whole nother can of worms that I'm not going to open right here. But I, I just think about some of the things that she says to him. And I'm like, my wife would never say that to me. She, she respects me. She, she knows I'm not perfect and she'll be the first one to point it out. But man, that that's a really good thing for me that I don't have to deal with that. 
that my wife, I mean, essentially she's for me. I know a lot of guys who don't have what you would call marital issues, meaning like they're not separated or on the way to divorce, but their wives certainly aren't for them. Their wives are for themselves and they just coexist really nicely together. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. But that's the thing that I never have to question with my wife is even whenever I've done the worst things possible to risk our marriage and to risk her trust and all those different things, I've always known that she was for me. And and that is just an incredible thing for me to realize and to be thankful for. So first thing I'm thankful for is my wife. The second thing I would say is just my overall health. So I know I talk about physical resilience a lot on this podcast. Uh, and you know, some of you guys that know me, you know, I work out really hard and I, I try to take care of myself. Um, but he, here's the thing guys is I can eat all the kale in the world and do all the pushups and still not be in good health, right? I can control part of that equation. I was given a working body and then I keep it working to keep it working properly. But I could get a debilitating disease just like the rest of people. So the super fat guy that smokes and all that, he and I could come down with the same disease. It didn't matter how many push-ups I did last year. You know what I mean? And so I'm really, really thankful for my overall health because I know I have a part in it, but not the biggest part. There's only so many things I can prevent. And so there's so many things that I'm interested in and that I like to do. And almost all of those things, especially hobby related, involve a body that works really, really well, that can, can handle certain things and that it can be resilient. And so I'm super thankful for my overall health. Uh, I'm also thankful for all of you guys. I mean, the followers of Undaunted Life. So the those of you listening to this podcast episode right now, those of you that share this stuff around, the people that have you know, read our devotionals and gone to our book list and bought books off of there and, and, you know, tried to, you know, just cultivate these different areas of your life, your spiritual, your mental, and your physical resilience. I'm super, super, super thankful for you guys. I mean, I get emails all the time from guys that just tell me what this content is doing for them. And because to be honest with you, this isn't always the easiest thing to do to get one of these episodes out every week. But it's just a reminder that there are guys waiting for this podcast to come out Thursday morning, like clockwork. They're ready. They're ready to go. They want to hear what what we have to say and what we're going to be talking about. And I'm just super thankful for y'all's willingness to send me questions for the Q&A podcast and that you're honestly curious about the things that that you know, I, I might say to, to help you in a certain way or how to think on a certain issue or my opinion, even on silly things. I'm super thankful for that because here's the other thing is you guys are challenging me to constantly be thinking about my philosophy on these issues. You know, on some of the Q and a episodes, if you go back and listen to them, I've been asked about the legalization in uh, marijuana in my home state of Oklahoma. I've been asked about illegal immigration. I've been asked about, uh, you know, fundamentalist Islam. I've been asked about everything and it, and it causes me to ponder these things and where I sit on them. Cause here's the thing is I don't like having undefined philosophies kind of just hanging out there in the ether. I want to have philosophies that are very cogently presentable, right? That if somebody asked me, what is your stance on X? I want to be able to give them a quick answer that summarizes my point of view. But then also if there's follow-up discussion, I want to be able to hang, you know what I mean? And you guys help me do that. Because you're constantly making me challenge myself to think, okay, what would the guys like? What you know, what would they want to hear? What would they not want to hear that I can like press them on? What are some things that would be important to them? What things are timely to what's going on with these guys right now? What are the things I can do? So I'm super, super thankful for you guys. You guys are making me better. I'm also thankful for the forge. 
So you guys have heard me talk about this. If you go back to my podcast about uh, my first six months of doing jujitsu, the Forge is the gym that I train at in Edmond, Oklahoma. So uh, it's a gym that's mainly for jujitsu, but we're also uh, we also we also have MMA. We do Muay Thai, Krav Maga, those types of things. But I've been training there for about a year and a half, and I'm so unbelievably thankful for the relationships I've created in that building and also the things I've been able to learn. So you've heard me talk over and over and over about the virtues of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and you're about to get it again. I mean, guys, if you want to cultivate physical resilience I cannot th- and mental resilience, I can't think of a better thing for you to do. Like aside from those few friends of mine, one that's got, you know, Uh, a disease that could kill him and the other one's got, you know, a debilitating bone disorder that would cause his bones to be brittle. Aside from guys like that, every single one of you should be doing jujitsu. If your body works, you should be doing jujitsu. Because here's the thing, and we talked about this a lot, but follow me if this is your first time hearing this. Guys connect with other guys after they've accomplished something, not before, right? So think about if you played football in high school, you have your two-a-days and you know, you're know you throwing up doing two-a-days in the summer and stuff like that. And then you see that guy 15 years later, 20 years later, that was on the football team with you. There's not a whole lot that you have to say because you have a bond together, right? If you've watched the Band of Brothers uh, like uh, docu-series or whatever that thing was, that little 10 episode thing that was done back in the day by HBO, those guys would sit around and chat with one another after these crazy battles. They didn't realize they were writing history, but it was just amazing the connections they were able to make with one another, but it was after they had accomplished something shoulder to shoulder. The thing that you'll find with jujitsu, even if you go to a crappy school, and I know there are a lot of crappy schools out there, the Forge could not be considered one of those by any stretch of the imagination, but even if you go to a crappy school, you're going to get to know guys in a different way. You're going to get to struggle in a way that you've never understood before. Maybe you were a super stud athlete and everything, you know, you picked up a hockey stick for the first time and, oh man, you scored five goals and picked up a basketball and, and, you know, you know, led the team in scoring on the pickup game. Like you're just that guy, the guy that everybody freaking hates, but they want on their team. That's not going to work for you in jujitsu. It's just not. I mean, there are some savants and there are some guys that get on the mat, but the thing about jujitsu is it's not really accidental. Like, you're not going to accidentally catch somebody in an arm bar. You're not going to accidentally go into Barambolo. You're not going to accidentally do a reverse daily heave on a guy and hold him in position, right? These are things that are specific, that your, your body is maybe not used to doing or your brain has not even connected that that's a possibility for you. But the, the Forge has been such an amazing thing for me because I've gotten to learn so much about myself and so much about guys around me that have a similar mindset. And we all, you know, we're all different bodies, different ages, different races, different physical abilities and athletic abilities, but we all end up on the same mat. And we're all there for the same reason. We want to get better and we want to train in a way that would allow us and all of our training partners to be able to train again tomorrow. We're not in there trying to prove something to ourselves or, you know, prove something to our dads or whatever our issues are or something like that. We're there for us and we're there for the guy across from us. We're we're there for all the guys in the room. So I'm super, super thankful for the Forge. And and the last thing I'll mention here is I'm thankful for my Sunday Night Crew Fight Club. So you've seen us post this on Instagram a little bit, but I've been, uh, even before I started going to full-time classes at the Forge, uh, there's this group of guys on Sunday nights that get together and we read a book uh, and we, we discuss it amongst each other. And the books can range from everything about marriage to about field medicine, the government, apologetics, everything. Um, 
But we get together and we discuss this. We help each other. And then we train a little bit. We do some sort of a workout. And then we train some jujitsu. Most of the guys on the mat don't have a lot of mat experience. These are guys that maybe never wrestled, never did jujitsu, but they're just getting in there to take care of themselves and take care of their bodies. This is an incredible group of guys. Uh, the guy that runs it and uh, has basically been doing this for the last 10 years, he's very, very specific about community, creating community. Because here's the thing about guys is you don't create actual community and trust amongst guys if you just hang out a couple of times a year, maybe once a quarter, something like that. You do some sort of big event or, hey, we all go to a lake house and watch the Masters or uh, we all go to this distillery and go on a tour or we all go and uh, go to this football game when it's especially cold outside. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but you're not actually building community. You're just doing stuff. But when you consistently get together like this group does every Sunday and has for the last 10 years, man you get to really, really learn a lot, similar to what I was saying with the Forge, learn a lot about yourself and the guys across from you. But these are the foxhole guys. I mean, I don't even know if I've mentioned that here on this podcast, but just the concept of somebody being in your foxhole next to you. These are the guys you want in your foxhole next to you. You've seen them struggle. You've seen them be in bad positions on the mat. You've seen them go through hardships. You've seen them deal with things emotionally and, and spiritually and physically, and you've been there for all of it. And you're all, you know, forgive the pun, you're forging yourselves in a certain direction. You're getting better. You're getting tougher. You're getting hardened, right? And that's what, that's where it all started. That's the, that's the reason why I'm at the Forge today is because I started going to Fight Club and I, and I just loved getting together with these guys. And I mean, it, that's just kind of a general name. It's not like, oh, you can't talk about Fight Club. So don't tweet me. But that that's kind of one of those things that it's just, it's, it's one of those events that I look forward to every week. Even if I'm tired, if my body's busted up a little bit, I want to go Sunday night. I want to go train with a group of guys. And guys, if you're listening to this and you're in the Oklahoma City area, we train every Sunday night at the Forge in Edmond, Oklahoma, right? It's right there, basically smack dab in the middle of Edmond. Come see us, 7 o'clock. It's a, it's a great group of guys. It's more underwhelming than you might think in terms of what happens physically to you. We're not all leaving in ambulances or anything like that, but... Um, I hope that that's been helpful to you guys uh, for me to describe to you some of the things that I'm thankful for and the reasons why. And so I know I said that I had a couple of pieces of homework for you guys. So I kind of went off on tangents when I was talking about all those different things. But the first thing is, again, make a list of the macro things you're thankful for. Okay. The second thing is share that info. And this is what I mean. So if you're super thankful for your wife, tell her that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, did I just blow your mind? <laughs> did it? Because I should have with that one. There's a lot of guys, you think something, but then you don't say it. You see your wife, you think she looks pretty in that dress and you don't say, oh, hey, honey, you look really good in that dress. I really like that. But especially for something like this, if you feel towards your, in any way, towards your wife, like I do towards mine, that's something you should share with her. And this is something that I share with my wife all the time, especially with my guys going through the crap right now. And I've told her like, babe, I am so thankful for you. You like you've gotten out of the next two things or at least that I'm going to complain about about you, you know what I mean? So, but the same thing is true if there are if there are guys in your life or other relationships, if there are people that you know, haven't I don't know, have it like invented something that has really altered your life in a certain way, find that person's email and shoot some shoot a little message to him, a little thank you note. I don't know. Like y'all are smarter than me when it comes to this stuff. Just figure it out. Just share that. Don't keep all that thankfulness bottled up. But again, remember, 
We need to have a posture of thankfulness. And that posture needs to be pointed towards God. And so when you pray, and I hope all of you guys out there do that, whether that's before meals or, you know, before you go to bed or whatever the thing might be, always think about the things that you were given. One of the things I work into most of my prayers, just because it's a good reminder for me, is God, thank you for all the blessings that you've given us, the ones that we can see, and especially the ones that we don't, the things we can't see. Because we've got so many blessings. I mean, again, all of you guys are listening to this podcast on a smart com- a smart computer that's sitting in your pocket. It's a supercomputer, right? Think about all the things that have had to happen for you to be able just to even afford that and, and living in the country that you live in, right? So again, have a correct posture, point all your thanksgiving towards God. And uh, I really think that that will put some parameters around this holiday. And guys, before I let you go, before we move on, I want to go ahead and reread Psalm 100 for you guys, because I want to make sure that this is solidified for you, okay? His steadfast love endures forever, a psalm for giving thanks. Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. All right, guys, before we let you out of here, we're going to do a quick resilience boost. As you know by now, we are a men's ministry, and our mission is cultivating manly resilience. And specifically, we do that by providing content to all of you that forges spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. And so I want to work on spiritual right now because we did talk a lot about thankfulness and how that ties to the spirit. So I just wanted to do a couple of things for you guys. The first thing is just real quick. I told you all that hymn or that Psalm 100 has been used for a hymn before, and that hymn is called Old Hundredth. And so it's also called All people that on earth do dwell. All people that on earth do dwell. So I have a little uh, YouTube recording of a choir actually singing this. And so I know that not all of y'all are going to be into something like that, but it's it's saying to the tune of the doxology and things like that. So it's, it's just interesting. So you can see how this psalm was kind of altered to, to kind of come up with that. So I thought it was at least a little bit interesting. And then also I wanted to share an episode of the Jocko podcast with you. So this is podcast episode 139. It's called In Darkest Times, Start Walking. And this is about the Baton Death March. And so this is about a guy and his um, experience with the Baton Death March. And it's one of those things that if you're not feeling terribly thankful, if you're if you're thinking that you've got it rough, you got to listen to this podcast episode. Because to hear about what these men endured It is absolutely astonishing that any of us would ever complain about anything. So I'm going to provide the YouTube link to that episode there. And then also if if you have, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple podcast or Google play or whatever you're listening to it on, you can just search for it on the Jocko podcast. All right, guys, thanks as always for listening to the podcast and please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google play and refer your friends to listen and make sure you share this on social media. If you use the hashtag undaunted life, we'll be sure to find your post and give it a thumbs up guys. If we deserve a five-star review, please leave us one. That is how this podcast will continue to grow and continue to get out to more people. But when you leave the five-star review, leave us two or three sentences to let us know why you like it. I'm currently booking speaking engagements for all of 2019. So if you want me to come speak to your company, to your church camp, to your team, whatever, hit me up at info at undaunted.life. The email is info at undaunted.life. Our website is www.undaunted.life and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at undauntedlife or facebook.com backslash undauntedlife. 
Check out our free devotionals on the YouVersion Bible app. Just search Undaunted Life under plans. And as always, we want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their music library for our content. The intro-outro track on this podcast is their song, King of Sorrow, which is off their latest record entitled Phantom Anthem. The links to all of this are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember, keep cultivating manly resilience, keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical toughness, keep seeking the Lion of Judah.